Yeah, listen, I, I, I do understand the skepticism. Uh, you know, I had initially wanted to only serve two terms, but 2020 was a year like none other. And I believe that we have put a leadership team in place that has performed extraordinarily well during these really challenging times. Hi there, it's WAMC News Director Ian Pickus. On this episode of the WAMC News Podcast, I'll speak with the mayor of Albany, Kathy Sheehan. The second-term Democrat has just announced she will run for a third term in 2021 during one of the city's most challenging times. Mayor Sheehan, before we talk about the politics, I want to ask you about the uh, COVID relief package that just got through Washington as we speak. What do you think uh, that it um, portends for Albany? Well, look, I think that it provides for our arts organizations and our small businesses. Certainly our families will welcome the direct aid that is coming out of it and the um, extension of the enhanced um, unemployment benefits. So, you know, certainly for businesses and families in the arts, um, you know, it is important relief and necessary relief. But the piece of it that's missing is how we are going to pay for our firefighters, our police officers, our sanitation workers, the snow removal crews, because it does not contain that aid that we were seeking, which is to replace the revenue that we've lost um, as a municipality because of COVID-19. There's obviously going to be a trickle-down effect. If New York State doesn't get uh, some aid, uh, that's going to leave that budget short. And the city of Albany, of course, relies on aid from the state. Uh, What will you do in the next few weeks uh, before Joe Biden takes office looking toward a possible new relief package next year? Well, look, it's something that I've been advocating heavily for. I'm involved in the executive committee of the New York Conference of Mayors. We've been very vocal on this. Um, I'm very active in the U.S. Conference of Mayors, and we've been vocal. And, you know, quite candidly, um, you know, I have uh, spoken to my representatives in Washington and expressed my deep disappointment. I don't think that this is a deal that um, Senator Schumer should have agreed to. And uh, what has been left behind is America's workforce. And uh, we are going to see devastating impacts across the country. We have held things together. We've done the best that we can. We've dipped into our rainy day funds. But uh, we are now at the end of, of, of that. And it's going to have devastating impacts, not just on the city of Albany. This is going to impact the, uh, the entire country. Uh, we all lost revenue because of COVID-19. That's all that we were seeking to replace. Wasn't looking for anything extra just to make up that difference. And so uh, we're going to be, we, we do have a contingency plan in place if we have to tighten our belt and, um, you know, engage in, in layoffs and furloughs next year. We are prepared to do that, but we certainly don't want to do that. Have you had a chance to talk to Senator Schumer or his office about this? Certainly, I've been in communication with his office throughout this entire process. I understand that negotiating um, Mitch McConnell is incredibly difficult, but, you know, there's just uh, no way that I can, um, you know, um, uh, I think, uh, under uh, understate my disappointment. Um, this was something that uh, cities across the country, states across the country desperately needed. And, you know, you just think about the impact on New York State. Um, on its ability to fund addiction services where we've had devastation during COVID um, in increases in drug use and in the need for addiction services, uh, the funding of mental health services, the funding of education. You know, these are all things that are critical to our nation's recovery. 
And, uh, you know, state and local governments are the ones who actually implement and fund these programs through these dollars. And we need this relief. You know, the Democrats have said, well, it'll be easier in uh, 2021. We'll have um, a Democratic White House. We'll have Joe Biden there, who's, you know, got this long history of um, pulling deals together. How confident are you that there will be uh, another package with that state and local aid in it? Well, look, Mitch McConnell has said very clearly that if they win either of the Georgia Senate seats, it will not be another COVID relief package. Uh, he has made that very clear. So uh, I, I am not at, at all optimistic. And, uh, you know, I, I am, you know, very skeptical. I, I think that um, once maybe once people start seeing uh, uh, cities like Albany unable to fill its firehouses, uh, unable to um, hire new police officers, unable to pick up garbage, uh, maybe then uh, they'll act. I, I, you know, I'm, I know that there is a desire among Democrats. I, I know that the Democrats get it, uh, but they are only one part of the equation. We need for Republicans to understand that this is funding America's workforce and we cannot let down the very first responders who have been there on the front lines from the beginning of this pandemic. Now, into all of this comes your announcement Monday that you will seek a third term next year. Um, given what you've just laid out as possibilities for 2021, why do you want to keep this job? <laughs> well, listen, I love the city of Albany and I do believe that we need to have experience at the helm. I have developed relationships and worked very hard to become involved at a national level with respect to what it is that uh, you know cities need and are looking to when we innovate. I also have been part of um, you know a a leadership initiative among mayors that says, look, when Washington isn't doing what they need to do, that doesn't mean we throw up our hands and walk away. There are ways that we can innovate. There are ways that we can move things forward in our cities, even when Washington isn't doing what we need them to do. And, um, I, you know, I, I'm notwithstanding the challenges that, that I just laid out, I am optimistic for our future. We continue to see investment in the city of Albany even during this pandemic. We were in good fiscal shape before the pandemic. We had done all of the things that we needed to do to tighten our belts, to balance our budget. Uh, we paid off the landfill in 2020. And so, you know, I do believe that uh, we will move through this and we will come through this and we will find a way. Uh, and I believe that it's important to have experience and leadership in place to be able to do that. What's your message to voters who might be listening to this who uh, maybe they liked you for two terms, but they think three is just too many um, in a city that's had this long history of <laughs> dynastic mayors? Yeah, listen, I, I, I do understand the skepticism. Uh, you know, I had initially wanted to only serve two terms, but 2020 was a year like none other. And I believe that we have put a leadership team in place that has performed extraordinarily well during these really challenging times and that are able to be uh, to continue that work and to be able to continue the work that didn't get done in 2020. You know, we won the downtown revitalization initiative and that was supposed to be implemented this year. It's been delayed. Um, we have a new master plan for Lincoln Park that we're in the process of executing. We have a number of uh, infrastructure projects underway that are designed to help clean the Hudson River um, and build more green infrastructure. We have a really great um, sustainability plan in place aimed at 
reducing our greenhouse gases. And so um, we want to keep those projects going forward. I want to give people the opportunity to get them across the finish line. And I am, you know, I also believe that at this point in time, you know, notwithstanding um, the the two terms that that experience, uh, you know, really is paramount here. And, you know, I know what it was like when I first became mayor. It takes two years just to figure out where everything is and um, to build a team and to get it working um, together in a way that is is effective. And so um, I think now is is not the time to be changing leadership. What do you think is the biggest mistake you've made over your first two terms? Well, you know, I think it's underestimating how much time it really takes to to affect real change. Um, you know, when I came into office, I thought that I would be able to fix blight um, and substandard housing in the city of Albany overnight. Um, but it, 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 you know, we, we built up um, a lot of substandard housing and blight in those buildings that, you know, are vacant over a long period of time. And these are um, very difficult um, structural problems that, require that you change the way that you are actually governing in order to be able to effectuate change. We needed to, and we still have um, challenges with changes that we need to make in state law. So I think part of it is, you know, setting an expectation that is realistic. Uh, And I have said all along when I first became mayor, you know, you have to build a solid foundation. And, and those are the types of things that nobody sees, right? Uh, you know, I remember when my husband and I bought our first house and the basement windows were crumbling. So we had to spend $1,000, which was so much money, um, just to replace those crumbling windows so that the foundation of our house um, wouldn't crumble. And so that was what we did. You know, we had to build, we had to, we had to buy a new IT system. We had to find the money to buy it. And then we had to create the infrastructure around it. We had to tra- train our employees. So, you know, changing um, and, and, and building that foundation takes time. And I think I certainly underestimated the amount of time that it would take. But I also now see the benefit of doing it the right way, not just, you know, um, you know, speaking to these wonderful ideas and, and changes that you want to make, but rolling up our sleeves and actually doing the hard work, the community engagement to get it done. You know, it's no secret that the city's had um, near record gunfire and violence this year, um, which uh, you have uh, said is largely to blame on the pandemic. Uh, the pandemic's largely to blame because a lot of the outreach that uh, normally the police would be doing in troubled communities couldn't happen, especially at the height of COVID-19. And so people who you know maybe could have been diverted from gun crime uh, just weren't in touch with them anymore. How do you cut down on this uh, rash of shootings that we've seen in 2020? And how much blame do you think um, you should take as the mayor for the shootings? Well, look, I think that when we um, when we look at uh, uh, at crime in our city, we have to look at whether or not we have the um, the people in place and the um, the infrastructure in place to be able to address crime. Um, And so I think when you look at the budget and when you look at what we have funded, you know, uh, we have not made any cuts to law enforcement in the city of Albany. And we've been very supportive um, of our law enforcement. So the infrastructure is there. You know, I think, you know, had we made rash cuts to um, to the number of police officers or, you know, fundamentally, you know, as people have said, defunded the police, um, you know, then you have to take a hard look at the consequences of that. 
you know, this isn't just that there weren't interventions. You know, you have to look at everything that has happened because of COVID. Our, our education system has fundamentally shifted. And we have read stories in the paper of dozens of young people that are MIA, right? The, the district does not know where they are. We have uh, court systems that shut down. So people who should have been sentenced to prison were not sentenced to prison. We had people that were let out of prison early because of COVID and the support services for reentry that they normally would have encountered when they were released were not in place. So just as we have seen huge spikes in overdose deaths um, and those huge spikes in overdose those deaths are being attributed to the lack of access to resources during COVID, you are seeing the same thing in our criminal justice system. And so I think all of us have to recognize that, you know, if, if we want to point the finger and blame someone, that might make us feel good, but that's not going to fix the problem. Certainly not going to fix the problem. And so, uh, you know, we, we have, uh, we will be reckoning with the impacts of this pandemic um, for years to come. And it's also the reason why the lack of recognition in Congress to provide that direct state and local aid, we are the ones that provide addiction services, mental health services, education, after-school programs, uh, you, you know, fill in the blank, and yet we're being told we're not going to give you the funding for that. So, uh, you know, I believe that we need leadership in place who recognizes that this is an entire system that is in need of um, new ideas. It's in need of ensuring that we have the funding in place um, to do what it is that we do. And we have to find ways to provide these services, even in a COVID environment. We are not going to be fully vaccinated at the most optimistic earliest, uh, you know, estimates until June. <laughs> That's a long time uh, to continue to have, uh, you know, as the district attorney has said, they're not going to have grand juries meeting. Well, if grand juries don't meet, we don't get indictments. So people who are engaging in, you know, criminal behavior um, are, are the message that is sent to them is I, I'm, you know, I'm free to do what I'm going to do because there's nobody there to stop me. You know, even if you do get state and local aid next year, it's probably true that revenues will stay down for most of 2021. I mean, you know, the state legislature, which brings all these people to Albany, um, you know, multiple times a month, they're going to be meeting remotely. You know, the, the basketball is not coming back in March. There's a lot of uh, events that just won't be happening in the city. Um, are you planning for austerity next year? Um, you know, give or take what happens in Washington with the next package. I mean, just day to day revenues seem to be on the on the downward slope here yeah in our 2021 budget we did um uh take that into account with respect to where we saw sales tax revenue going um our property taxes are going to you know that 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 number um uh is is baked into the budget um we did not factor in a 20 percent cut from the state uh because you know we we want to get our full state aid but clearly if that number is cut um, you know, we know that we're going to have to implement layoffs and furloughs um, if, if that comes to fruition. The thing about the package that, um, that Nancy Pelosi and, and Chuck Schumer had proposed was that it was a two-year package. So it was replacing 2020 revenue, and then it had money for 2021. Um, and, and, you know, that was, that was what was on the table that uh, ultimately did not uh, make it in the final package. 
Um, just one more thing. I mean, there's so much to talk to you about, and we'll keep it going um, as you're running for the third term next year. Uh, you announced over the summer that you were going to replace the the Philip Schuyler statue that's out in front of City Hall. Uh, he, of course, is an important figure in Albany history, but also uh, was a slave owner. And so uh, you've said you'll relocate that statue. Um, have you given any thought to changing the city's coat of arms, which depicts uh, a Native American man? Absolutely. You know, um we, you know, we have um, we have talked about it, and, and you know, I, I, with the Schuyler statue, you know, we we have an estimate now. It's going to cost about forty thousand dollars to move it, which is wow. not an insubstantial amount of money. So I have asked. I'm not ready to announce because um, we're still formulating um, the the advisory group. But I have asked um, some uh, individuals in the city of Albany to help to um, facilitate a conversation around where we move it to, right? I don't want to have to pay to move it twice. (laughs) So um, we're going to be moving forward with that conversation. And I think a natural thing that will come out of that is a look at our coat of arms. Um, You will see as we roll out the city's new website, um, if you get a letter from me anytime soon, um, I have stopped using that coat of arms. That's what I thought, yeah. my letterhead. Um, we worked with um, with um, the College of St. Rose and their design students on a design project, and um, they, over a multi-semester period, um, uh, worked on um, some various designs for um, our city. I won't call it a new logo. It's just a, it's it is well. I guess it is a new logo, but it's not a replacement. You know, the city seal is built, is baked into our charter. I don't have the authority to change the city seal um, on my own. That's my understanding anyway. Um, but I do think that we need to revisit the city seal. Interesting. I mean, not only is it baked into the, the city charter, as you say, but it's like engraved into manholes. I mean, it's everywhere. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, but we um, in my office and, and throughout the city, we are going to be shifting away from using the city seal, which is very common. You know, you look at um, cities that brand themselves across the country and very few of them use their city seal as their sort of logo, as their brand. Um, and so uh, we're just following that um, um you know, I, 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 as, as mayors, we like to borrow from one, from one another. So as I've talked to mayors across the country, they said, oh, yeah, yeah, we have a horrible city seal. So we just created a new logo and um, that's what we use for our brand. And we only put the city seal on documents that have to officially have the city seal on them. Well, that's Albany Mayor Kathy Sheehan, a second term Democrat who has just announced she's running for a third term in 2021. Uh, Mayor, happy holidays. Thanks for taking all the time. Thank you. Bye. Okay, that does it for this episode of the WAMC News Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Ian Pickus.